0: Okay. Advocate for whole shit. Advocate for whole shit.
1: Advocate for whole shit. Advocate for whole shit. Ow. Out. Oh and tell. Oh, okay. so, Hello everybody. We had this is a special episode of Ho and and Of course, my favorite co-host. Hey, Crystal Girl.
0: Hey, favorite co-host. How (laughs) are you? I am good. I am so excited to hear what Mistress Marley has to tell us today.
2: Yeah. Um, Hi, Marley. Hi, everybody. How are you?
0: We are good. So,
1: yes, Mistress Marley is the special guest for season one, and she's going to tell us about, like, some of her you know, her her great sex whole stories. Yes. Yeah. So you, you ready, Marty? What you got for us today?
2: All right. So I'm gonna give you guys two stories because okay. one is about how I am with my subs when I'm dominant, but also in my personal life, I'm very subby myself. So I consider myself a switch, which is surprising to a lot of people because a lot of questions I get, because for some reason people think as a dominatrix, I don't have a normal life. Right.
1: So a they lot of that.
2: Yeah. So a lot of questions I get is, well, how are you in your private life? Are you a dominatrix too? You know, a lot of the men that want to date me are just like, I'm not with that sub shit. I'm not going to be a sub in the bedroom. I'm like, okay, first of all, you didn't pay your deposit. So I'm (laughs) not going (laughs) to So yeah, so first I'll tell my dominatrix story. So I always get crazy sessions. My sessions are never the same. When I go to session, I never know what's going to happen. I know what kinks are involved, but I never know like how the session is going to play out, how the sub is going to be, how the sub is going to react to stuff, like what crazy stuff might happen. So I think one of my craziest sessions.
0: Can you take us back a little bit? When you say session, how do Mm -hmm. people find you? How do they engage you? I think people would want to know that.
2: Got you. So usually a client or a sub will reach out to me on Instagram, Twitter, Life, wherever they find me. I'm starting to learn now that it's not just one place where they find me. At. They come from everywhere. I even had a sub one time reach out on LinkedIn. And I thought that was very interesting when I used to have and when I worked my nine to five. And so they'll reach out to me and I make them do a submissive application that I already have uh, written up on the internet. That way I can gauge what kinks they're even into if they have any physical limitations, what's their pain level, what tools they even want me to bring. Because yes, as the dominant, I am in charge, but you still want to make it experience for the submissive and you want to make sure everything is consensual. I never want to pop up at a session wanting to whoop their ass like at a number 10 and their pain level is really like a number four. So they usually look me through that method. I have them like, you know, provide ID. I do the background checks. I make sure I cover all that stuff um, ahead of time because safety is important. And then I usually book the dungeon. New York City has a lot of dungeons. So I usually pick whatever dungeon I'm comfortable with and we book there. And then we do our meetup time. They pay half deposit because I don't do any session without half deposit. And then I show up to session. So that's basically how I'm booked. That's the session process. It usually takes up to three days, depending on if the subs are time wasted or not. You have some people that would really just want to talk to you and talk to you and not book. Those people are usually blocked and just like don't even deal with. Um, But for the ones that do what they're supposed to do, we'll have our session. So going back to what I was saying, my first ever session was my craziest session. Oh, Uh, okay. Yes. So that one, I was definitely a baby dom. I had only been doing online doming of like talking to subs online and talking, you know, shit that way. So my first session, I was very, very nervous. I remember calling my best friend. I'm like, oh shit, this is real. I'm about to have my first session. I'm like, what do I do? He's not in the industry. So he was like, girl, just take some shots or something. Like, <laughs> 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 liquor <tequila."> always helps. <laughs> <hills>. Right. of <laughs> Tequila and stuff. And, you know, that's one of the things I can say that I did wrong because technically now moving forward, I don't drink okay. for myself. And I don't allow the sub to drink because you want everybody to be in their sober mind, especially okay. with as heavy as, like, BDSM and stuff. Okay, that makes um, sense. Oh, so that was my first mistake. So, I took, like, three shots of tequila before I went to the location. I was very, very much so playing with fire because I did not background check this man. Oh, dang. I did not even get his ID. Oh, I I no. had conversations with him on Twitter and he paid his half deposit, so I thought I was lit. I was like, oh, well, he paid the money, so it's lit. I didn't even have security my first session. But, you
1: know, <laughs> you live, you learn, yeah you, you live to tell the story of the day.
2: Exactly. So you live and you learn. You know, I learned later about, you know, making sure I'm safe and things of that manner. But I had nobody at the time teaching me any of this stuff. Like, I had to just learn everything. So I get there to session. I do make sure that I get to the hotel first. I made sure of that. Okay. Because I made sure of that to go in the room, um, locate my exit points, uh, locate how the room is. I even had, like, my pepper spray in my pocket knife. Yeah, I was going to ask,
1: that you at least have some type of weapon or something there?
2: I had it out invisible, so they can know, like, if you try some shit. All right. See- we- Okay, so the whole time I'm nervous. I took the bottle of tequila with me to the hotel. It's the <laughs> rundown hotel in Hartford. I forgot where it was, but it was so just. It it just looked sketchy, mm-hmm. and I get there and I'm just like, "What the fuck am I doing?" I'm like, "Should I just go home? Should I just cancel it? Like take the deposit and run?" Did he pick the hotel or did you? He picked the hotel. Uh, okay, like he gave me the money to book it. Okay, so I booked it. I got there, got in the room, and then he's just like, "I'm outside the door." So I'm in the inside of the room. I'm like, once he came in and I saw that he was more intimidated by me than I was by him, I was like, oh, this ought to be a breeze. Like okay. he came in and instantly was on his knees. It was no type of trying to sit down and like have vanilla or casual conversation. None of that. He was just ready for session. Oh, so he'd done this before. Yeah. So he had been a sub before. Okay. Right. But he didn't know it was my first session because you never tell them it's your first session. So I'm thinking like, it's this white man on the floor white people ain't shit. So he's like on his knees. And, you know, I was used to the online diamond of talking to shit to people online. Just do that in person. I was like, just, you know, do it in person. And I just started, you know, talking shit to him, saying he was worthless, like saying he doesn't deserve to worship me. And he was loving it. He was apologizing. He was like, yes, mistress. Yes, mistress. And I'm like, this is lit. But I was thinking like, I'm going about this the right way. I was like, next time I'm going to do this safely. But the whole time I'm like, this is lit. But the reason why the session was crazy is because the kinks he told me he was into he could not handle, and that made me so mad. Mm. So he said that he said he was into being spanked and paddled. Okay, started paddling him. He was screaming like a baby, and he was like, he was telling me to stop, like which is fine because you know in BDSM you have to have your safe words. But it was to the point where the hits wouldn't even be that hard. I kid y'all, not would be screaming, and I'm just like, how did you, you ask? probably
1: just heavy handed, Marley?
2: I don't think I am though. <laughs> I know
1: people like you. They be like, this don't hurt. Yeah, dude, that hurt. You heavy-handed. I got a
2: bruise on my arm. (laughs) I'm in Twilight Zone. And mind you, this man is like big. He's built on everything. Like he's like a big guy. So I'm just like, you know, is he playing with me? Is this just part of his kink to act like it hurts? But he was like saying the the safe words a lot. So I stopped. (laughs) He said he was saying them a lot. Yeah.
1: (laughs) He was hurting for real. Molly heavy hand. That's, that's, that's what I've learned in this conversation. But
2: was that he liked to be kicked in the balls. And I'm like, there's no, way if you can't even take the spanking, there's no way. But he kept asking for it. He was like, can you kick me in the balls now, mistress? I was like, okay. And I had my boots on and I oh, kicked shoot. them. And he said the safe word for that too. And I'm like, why are you asking for these things that clearly?
1: Like, okay. So when someone asks you to kick them in the balls, is there like, do it do it hard? Is it softly? Like, is there like some type
0: of indicator of how intense to go? Now, how so, do you gauge? Do you say yeah. like this is a like okay, here's a level two kick? And here's a
2: level five kick. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I kind of start off like in uh level. So I'll start off really soft, like barely even touching their dick, like really mm-hmm. soft. And then, you know, by instinct, even if it's not hard, men are gonna fletch up just by instance because of it is the balls and the penis and you don't know what's really coming. So like, I'll do that. And I'll, I'll look at their body language of how they're like, you know, hunching up or whatever. But, you know, it was my first time really doing that with him. So I wasn't really versed on body language and stuff. I was just like, he want me to kick him in the ball. So I'm going to just kick him. So the first kick was like rough. Lord, <laughs> he did say safe word. And he was just like, that poor man th- needed surgery. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the whole time I'm doing it, it is like, this is how I knew it was meant for me because the whole time I was doing it, there was never a moment where I was like, ooh, ew. I was like, ah, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I was never like, ooh, I don't want to do that no more. I was just like, I'm going to keep doing it Why I keep saying the safe word. But I had to be respectful of the safe word. Right. And so, long story short, the session ended up annoying me because he said he consented to so many kinks in our conversation in his form. But when we got there, it wasn't really something he wanted, which was weird to me because he said it wasn't his first time. So after session, he hits me up on Twitter, just going off on me like, you're not you're not a good dom. You were doing things that I don't like. And I I screenshotted his application in our conversation. I said, well, this is what you said you wanted. And he was just so upset. I just blocked him. I was like, he obviously needs to have a deeper conversation within himself and his kinks, because you can't say you want these kinks from a dom and this is your pain level. And when it happens, you just don't like it. Mm hmm that was my first ever session. But I learned from there to like, really, like, now when I talk to people, I ask so many times, like, is this what you want? Even when they get in session, I make them go back over what they want. I go back over their pain limit. I'm very good now at gauging body language on something hurts. I'm very good now at stopping and asking them if they are okay. Um, That first session, I was not good at that. And I think the whole part of anyone's dom journey is to look back at what they did absolutely wrong and to fix it. That's my 1st hoe hole-and-tell story. That was...
1: Yeah, that man... Listen, he probably had to go to therapy and go get his balls readjusted surgically or something because you could get, like, kickball out in his mug. Right.
2: <laughs> he was sitting on ice. Hey. Basically. He was sitting
0: that on was- ice. a liar. I think he
2: was on- lying.
0: That was his first time. Had to
2: be. Sitting on ice and cussing me out on Twitter at the same time, y'all, so... Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. Cause like, you know, I just took the the BDM kink test online Mm -hmm. the other day and I realized that, well, you know, I'm pretty vanilla. I think I've, I think I've said this on this podcast before, you know, I, you know, stuff I thought was freaky and really freaky compared to some of these stories. So I'm like experimental was, let me find it. Experimental was like one of like the top ones. And I guess that's where people who like are willing to try pretty much whatever I guess maybe mm-hmm. and submissive. I'm definitely a submissive. I'm not dominant, and but I got like 78. It was some. It was submissive vanilla. Go figure. Switch, which you know, I, I was surprised by that because I didn't. I don't feel like I am someone who would want to take over because I take over so much in like real life. Like I was kind of like want to chill, and then it was experimental, and then rope bunny.
2: Got you.
0: I need to take this quiz. I didn't take the quiz. You gotta send me a link.
2: I sent to you. Okay. That, a lot of people in the Kink World take that quiz. I know when I took it, it was like all of it leaned towards being dominant. Just about. I had some experimental in there and some like switch stuff, but I had a lot of bratty elements and dominant elements and sadistic stuff up there too. So. Mm.
1: Oh, in order to be a dominatrix, like I would have to have scored high in the dominant area to be a, a good dominatrix, right? Yeah. Or can you or could someone
2: could you teach me how to like be that? or I just have to be that my personality? Well, so you can teach people how to be dominant because I teach people how to be dominant near about every day. But it's it's not about more so the teaching. sometimes it's about what do you feel? Because some people can take that quiz and come out as a sub, but they feel that they have dominant elements about them. So it's all just about your comfortability and how you are. Say if you have that whip in your hand when you hit somebody, how does that make you feel? Does it make you feel powerful? Does it make you feel like you're doing nothing? If it makes you feel powerful, you might be more dominant. If it makes you feel, like, you know, not comfortable, you might be more submissive.
0: Mm.
2: Be a dominant.
1: Mm-hmm. I know you could.
0: You think I could, Ashley? Yes. Hands yes. down. I think, <laughs> I think I could. Let's I might have to come under your tutelage.
1: Yes. <laughs> I- Crystal, hands down, could be dominant, and will be out here, like, kicking, kicking niggas <laughs> in the balls, and, like... The evil laugh she just did, she could... She could <laughs> Like, this, this is this is her shit. Like, she could totally do this, Crystal. I'm going to send you this, this quiz because now I'm curious to see what your number is going to be.
2: Mm-hmm. So, what's your other story, Marley? So, my other story involves both a man and a woman. Because mm. I'm bisexual, for those that don't know. Okay. So, this was maybe, I want to say, a year ago um, or a year and a half ago. And I had met this guy on Tinder. And... Very attractive, my type. We went on a first date or whatever. We very much so connected, very well. So then we had our second date, maybe two weeks after that. And he comes to pick me up, and we go to like a bar in Harlem. And on the way in the car, we're just talking about like you know the, maybe the craziest thing we've ever done or anything of that man. And I was just like, yeah, I've had like a threesome. And we were just talking like casually, and he was like, you know, I've never had a threesome. And he's like twenty nine, I want to say like thirty, whatever. Because like, I've never had a threesome, never done that. And I was like, oh really? And I didn't really think nothing else about it. I was like, oh, okay, you know. I've come across a lot of uh, black men that say they haven't had threesomes yet or haven't engaged. Really? Because that's all I find is ones who have. (laughs) See, it might be like, because I usually date between ages of like 25 and 30. So it might be, I don't know if it's that, but yeah, a lot of them be like, oh, I've never had a threesome. Or when I tell them I've had a threesome, they look at me like I've grown two heads. Like, it's just so crazy to them. (laughs) So we get to the bar and, you know, we're drinking and stuff like that. And he goes to the bathroom and there's this girl at the bar. I know that she's like been staring at me all night. She's by herself. And she comes up to me. She's like, I like your outfit. Oh, you're so pretty. Love your hair. You know, giving compliments. And she was uh, attractive too. And I'm like, you're so pretty too. Like, oh, you're so beautiful, whatever. So we're just talking and we're just standing there drinking while he's at the bathroom because he had to end up, the, like the bathroom had a line. So he ended up waiting in line. So... She's just like, I think you're so attractive. I just don't want to make your boyfriend jealous. I was like, girl, that's not my boyfriend. I was like, this is our second date. Like, like, we
1: ain't together, girl.
2: Exactly. So then back from the bathroom and sees us talking and he just comes up and he probably just thinks it's somebody I just know, but he doesn't know I just met her also. And she's still talking to me and off to the side, she's still saying, like, you can tell she's been drinking, but she's still saying, like, I don't really, I really don't want to make him jealous. Let me just move away from you. I'm like, girl, this is not my boyfriend. Like, this is second date. Like. You know what I'm saying? Like it's cool. Like we chilling, whatever. And we're at a bar with music. It's not like we're on a dinner date. Like we can't right. chill.
0: Was she was she femme? Like was she femme presenting? Fem. And so, but and so she had already like made an advance towards you because typically if a girl's talking to another girl, like mm-hmm. she's not gonna be like,
2: I don't want to make your man jealous unless you yeah. know she made her intentions. Right. Kind of cool. I was that from her that she was like into me. Because, like, the whole time we were, like, drinking and talking while he's at the bathroom, she's, like, you know, still complimenting me, telling me how nice I look and all that stuff. So, Mm -hmm. she's just, like, talking to me. She was, like, well, I think both of y'all are attractive. She was, like, are y'all trying to have a threesome? I'm, like, why is my life so just interesting? Like, (laughs) (laughs) these things happen to Marley. Like, whatever. And I'm just, like. Well, actually, I am. Right. I guess he didn't want to be in women conversation. You know whatever. So I walk up to him and I'm just like, that girl over there says she wants to have a threesome. So, what are you going to do about it? And I said that to him just like that. Like, what are you going to do? And it's crazy because right before that happened, remember we were in the car and he said he never had a threesome. So, he's probably thinking, like, this is not real life. (laughs) Like, how, what is the probability of this happening? And he's just like, we're going to go back to my place. I can tell you, a little nervous. I was like, look at him, a little nervous. (laughs) Cool. So, we go back to his house and me and her just start making out his bed and you can he's just watching he's still nervous. Like, i can tell when men are nervous like and i think a lot of the time in threesomes men are scared that they're going to underperform yeah <laughs> like, they're scared that like i've seen situations where men have been involved in threesomes and like for some reason they can't get their dick hard like right. they overthink so much that they can't get their dick hard but he's just like watching us make out and all this stuff and me and her have very good chemistry you would have thought that like we knew each other for a long time mm-hmm. because it- to his house, me and her sat in the back seat while he drove, like he was our chauffeur and we're just back there making out the whole time and touching on each other. He's like watching us through like the little mirror. And you know, that turned me on too. I'm like, it's about to be lit. So we get there and he was just so overwhelmed. I think he was trying to play it cool at the same time because like she was rubbing on, I'm rubbing on him. I'm rubbing on her. Like it's so much going on. But the energy in there after he got comfortable was so amazing. And I always think back to how I want to reconnect with them because I really haven't talked to them like in a long time. Like, I think we linked up one more time after that. And then everybody kind of just, you know, it's not no bad blood or no beef. You know how people kind of just. With their own ways. They're doing their own thing. Life Mm -hmm. happens. like People just get busy, whatever. But the threesome was so amazing. And the way his house is set up is that he has, like, this glass shower. But it's, like, in the middle of the room. Like, it's so, it's strange how it is. But it's cool at the same time. And we just get in there and me and her start making out. So a lot of the threesome was just about making, like teasing him and making him watch us until we felt like he absolutely couldn't take it anymore. And then that's when he joined. So I want to say that was probably my best, like threesome experience. I've had quite a few threesomes, but that was probably like my best threesome experience only because it wasn't planned. It like, it just happened so spontaneously and it happened so ironically the same night me and him were talking about threesomes. So I was like, that's cool.
1: I had this conversation on my page, I think, um, I don't know, last week or so we were talking about threesomes or it might've been the Facebook group anyway. And they were talking about, you know, have you ever had a threesome? Like what's your best experience? And most people was like, yeah, the best ones to them were the ones that were like spontaneous and not planned. See, like me, I'm gonna, I am need a planned threesome, just how yeah, I operate.
2: I, I can't do planned threesomes. For me, like planned threesomes can go wrong. I feel like. I don't how know. so? I feel like it gotta be with people that, I mean, if it's people that you've been, like, if you've done it with well already, I get that. But, like, if it's people it's the first time and you don't even really know who's into who, like, I just, I don't know. I'd rather be spontaneous than for me to pull up and be like, hey, girl, I got this guy for us. Or, hey, I got this girl for us. And then come to find out the girl not even really into him versus just being in an environment. And we all just start vibing together and you kind of feel the vibes from there. Like, I don't want to do nothing where I'm sending pictures to somebody. Like, what do you think about this person? Y'all trying to do this? Y'all trying to, Like, I don't know. It's. What do you think, Crystal?
0: Yeah, I can see the benefit of either one. I think, you know, I think when you have a chance to plan it, you have a chance to have more structured conversation to make sure nobody's disappointed. But, you know, I'm all about about vibration. Like three people just, and you get swept away, swept away, swept away. Like it does, that is a whole different thing. So I can, I mean, I can see both sides. And Mm -hmm. I'm probably here for either one, honestly. (laughs) <laughs> I, I guess for me,
1: like I'm, a, I'm a planner. Like I plan, so I have a whole calendar here of like, I'm well, sitting over here, all things got to do today. So I'm a planner. So to me, it's just like. Okay, so we'll get this girl. Like, okay, I need to know what she looks like. Okay, what are you into? This is what I'm into. Like, you know, I want to like we can talk. You know, like all this kind of group chat. We just all send like you know pictures, whatever. I, I just <laughs> is how my brain works. Like, it would be to me. I think it would like be better if we planned this out, versus I meet some
0: girl at a club. When you plan it's somebody, some um, a lot of times it's slower, much slower to happen because people get in their heads. <laughs> That's kind of happening, you know, to somebody I know right now. <laughs> so it's like, everybody's sending pictures. Like, hey, you can't even be like, I don't even feel like this right now. Am I going to return this text? Why you send me a picture? I mean, why they send you a picture of their pussy? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, mm, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I feel like a lot of people cite themselves out that way if it's planned. Like, I feel like if you guys are vibing and spontaneous, it's just like, well, I already know what's up. We already here, whatever. But like, when it's planned, you could be sitting at home all day like, ooh, should I do it? Should I not do it? And next thing you know, you don't do it. So it's like, now do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it, you know. But I just, I don't know. Maybe, I think for me too, in order for it to be spontaneous, I, it has to, one, two things have to happen. I have to be drunk or not, you know, like, wasted, but has to be, you know, a little tipsy or it has to be someplace like a sex club or like hedonism type situation where, you know, everybody's there to fuck anyway. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I could go to like a random, well, I don't even go clubs anymore, but like if I went to like a regular club or something, I don't know if I could, if I could do that sober.
2: Right. Gotcha.
0: I have a question for you, Marley. How has like COVID affected your business?
2: Girl, COVID got my business popping. I don't know. Like (laughs) I get that question a lot. Like COVID just, COVID did, I want to say more for me than before COVID. Like I want to feel like clients just been rushing in, um, especially with subs because they know they can't serve in person. So they really just trying to get whatever they can get like online. Like I'll pay you this. Let me just talk to you. Like, let me just talk to you about how I'm feeling about the pandemic. Cause sometimes I get clients that literally just want to talk. I had, um, I'm on this website called Night Flirt, this phone sex operation and just text me in general and you get paid. And this black guy called me last night just to talk about how like black people in kink, how we go through so many struggles. And we talked for an hour, just like nothing sexual, nothing, just talking about our experiences and I got paid per minute. So I'm just like, like he don't
1: have no friends or nothing. Like,
2: you know. He lives in a rural like area, small, rural, very country area, and nobody's in kink
1: yeah i was like you can't find a facebook group or like (laughs) like like that's
2: free to talk about this (laughs) a lot of my clients this year or this past year has really just been having just authentic conversations i've been teaching a lot online on zoom and stuff of that manner so that helped with business i've still been like i've had smaller classes i've had like some sessions here and there with clients i've known for a long time that i make you know still wear masks the whole time and stuff like that but I want to say I've been so busy during COVID. I want to say I barely had that much downtime, except in the beginning when it was like everything locked down and I went back to North Carolina to stay with my parents. But even then, I was still doing sessions and like Skype calls and stuff like that. So
1: it's been good. how did how, how that go with you, with, in your mama house? Like, does
2: she know what well, you're know, doing? My parents, I don't know if you've seen the Truth or Drink video on my page, but my parents, they know what I do. They love what I do that's amazing that is
1: yeah. very amazing my mom my mom would be like girl what the hell she she already think because I do this that I'm like going to hell so I know she would be like
0: <laughs> about my to mom, die my mom is a mixture she act like your mama Ashley like she think I'm going to hell but then she'd be like what'd you do girl <laughs> <laughs> she want no <them> details I'm <laughs> like, well girl you be crazy you be doing all sorts of crazy things what'd you Wait, do what,
2: what'd you say Marley you say what now my mom's a very defo- devoted, like, Christian woman, but she'd be wanting to know, like, why do they like for you to kick them in their penis? Why do they like that? But during, like, lockdown, I would say my parents were very respectful. If I told them, hey, I got this podcast at this time, I got this session at this time, this client at this time, like, don't bother me between this hours and those like, They were very respectful not to come in my room or ask me anything or nothing like that. That's beautiful.
0: That is.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: How do you think the market is if somebody was interested in becoming a dominant, you know? How would they How would they break into that? They just need to contact you. She's asking for herself. I just want everybody <laughs> to know um,
1: that who can't see the video that she's asking for herself. Go ahead, Marlene.
2: Well, I have two avenues, so I have an organization called Black Dom Sorority. That one is more so, I won't say personal, but that one's very more so close-knit. It's only 200 members. We're a legit organization where we meet up and we do brunches, like legit a collective, a sisterhood, a bond. Like we literally are like that. Like any supporter you would think of, it's one of those things where you have to get invited to come and you have to go through inductions in a process. So I have that avenue if you're interested in really networking with Black women of all backgrounds lawyers, to doctors, to nurses, and all that stuff that want to be discreet about this. And we do all types of stuff. We just had a toy drive and things like that. So I have that avenue. If you more so want to do something where you're learning at your own pace and not committed to really creating a close bond just yet with other people, I have the Sex Academy, which is on my Patreon. And that's $5 a month. You learn at your own pace. I have so many lessons, different categories. um, And that was more so calm and you don't really feel as obligated to have to check in so much or whatever. Um, so that's two avenues. So which one is for you, Crystal?
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but I, I just think I might be um, a prodigy, a dominant prodigy. <laughs> I might have a talent in this.
2: I think you do. This evil laugh is like,
0: mm-hmm. I can just evil laugh. <laughs> it
1: is right. It is right down her
2: lane. I'm telling you, man, right down her lane really like pay you to probably just laugh or ignore them.
1: So, um <laughs> any other questions, Crystal? No. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Listen, I'm just asking. <laughs> you said, you know, no, I don't have any other questions. This has been amazing. I'm super yeah. happy. It has.
1: So Marley tell the people where they can find you one last time.
2: So you can find me on Instagram until it decides to you know act stupid and keep it keeps deleting my posts lately. So I don't know what's going on with that. uh, You know, Um, so Instagram at the Chocolate Dom D O M M E underscore everything I'm doing from my events to my classes to just day to day stuff is posted on there. I'm also on Twitter Eyes X on Fire. My Twitter is more like uncensored. I can post more of my session stuff up there. I'm also on YouTube YouTube.com slash the Chocolate Dom but if you just need all these links, you can find them on Instagram in my bio. Every single link is just there to be able to access me.
1: Well, we thank you, Molly, for coming on Whole and Tell and,
0: and sharing with us your whole stories. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye.